0: Greetings, my excellent friends. Bill. What?
1: Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Opportunity to run out of the tunnel and be, you know, be the quarterback of a, of a you know, professional football team, um, you know, with guys that are professionals, that play it on a professional level. Um, this is a brand new environment, a brand new city, so, you know, everything's new to me and, you know, I'm just, like I said, excited and looking forward for that return.
0: Welcome on in. This is the debut of a brand new football podcast. Also interspersed, as you heard right off the top there, with our good friends Bill and Ted. This is the Wild Stallions Podcast. I'm Jay Catch, co-hosting this podcast alongside my good friend Sean Walker. Sean, how are you, buddy?
2: Sean S. Preston, Esquire, <laughs> here to accompany you, Jake Theodore Logan. I like it. It's Jake a pleasure. Logan. It's I will, a pleasure.
0: I will, I will gladly be Keanu Reeves, by the way. I don't mind that one bit. This podcast, let's just Uh, start Fun fact, when I was
2: younger, I was actually as blonde as Alex Winter, so. You gotta be kidding me. I was was very toe-headed. Wow. Yeah, hard to believe. I know.
0: Yeah, that's. I was very toe-headed, though. That's surprising considering your hair color now. That's crazy. <laughs> but this is this is going to be a fun podcast. I'm really excited for this, Sean. Uh, you and I are both aficionados of local sports with the Salt Lake Stallions, a member of the Alliance of American Football, getting their training camp underway, their inaugural season coming up in just over a month. But also, we are big fans of the great, the only, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So, when they announced that Salt Lake was going to be called The Stallions, come on. It was an easy segue to say we need to make a podcast and it needs to be called what? Yeah, there's really only one direction this can go, right? Wild Stallions. <laughs> 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 This podcast is gonna to be too much fun. We're gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna mix Bill and Ted references in with our inters- intersperse those with our hot takes on Amer- Alliance of American Football and particularly the Salt Lake Stallions.
2: Yeah, I hope you. I hope you put that lawyer and retainer because we might need some copyright help in within the next like month. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, let's, it's the internet though. What is copyright? Let's get let's get
0: out of let's get this out of the way right now. None of the clips, bits, beds, or anything that comes from Bill and Ted's excellent that you will hear interspersed throughout this podcast are owned or retained by Sean Walker or Jacob C. Hatch. So don't come after us, please. How about that? Is that is that cover us?
2: Or if you do want to come after us and you want like an interview on the podcast, we can make that happen too. We can do
0: that too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you
2: want to sponsor us so that we can use some of those clips, uh, we'll listen to that as well. <laughs> we, we can be bought. Yeah, that's true. It is, we can be bought. Absolutely. Um, but Sean, so this podcast, the
0: Alliance of American Football, of course, is in its infancy. It was announced uh, last spring. This has been a league that has been put together very, very quickly. But by all reports and everything that I've seen and people I've talked to, this league is built to have some staying power, it feels like. What do you think?
2: Yeah, and I'm, I mean, just from a straight business perspective, we won't spend too much time on this pod talking about the business of this league, although maybe a little bit. Um, but but from a business perspective, this this league, the Alliance of American Football, is in a lot of ways set up to uh, to thrive. It's not, I, I mean, right from the get go, it's it's not going to try to compete with the National Football League, with the Shield, if you will, because. Yes. You know, the a- B- executives in the, AAF, in the AAF realize that that the NFL is already a beast unto itself. Mm-hmm. And trying to compete with them in any sport, let alone in American football, um, is probably a losing battle. It's a battle that you're going to lose. And so that's why you see this league that's going to play in the spring, even if it means February home games in Salt Lake City. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. We'll get to that maybe a little bit later. Yes. But, but it, it's going to play in the spring. It's going to be wrapped up right around the time of the NFL draft, and it builds itself as a more of a developmental league, uh-huh. a complement, if you will, to the NFL with guys who couldn't quite land on an NFL roster but want to try to keep playing and want to find a way to get back into the league. They're, they're, they're not players that are trying to go up against NFL teams, franchises, or players themselves to say, hey, we're better than you guys. You should absorb us or take us over, or, or that kind of thing. They're yeah. saying, okay, let us be your minor league progression, if you will, up to the NFL. And I yeah. think
0: that's smart. You know, it is smart, and it, yeah, it becomes a stepping stone. And the contracts that these players have signed with the Alliance of American Football do have outs in the contract if these players are signed by an NFL club. So they're not or a practice p- squad. Either. Yeah, practice squad. Yeah, they're not. They're not going to step stand in the way of a player or an athlete having an opportunity to make it back into the NFL. That's I think one of the big key factors in all of this, and I think they're doing it right. So, and. Let's be real Sean. We need to acknowledge this straight up front. There have been multiple alternative football leagues that have tried to run alongside or compete directly with the NFL that have failed and there have been you can go through a whole litany of them. The World Football League, the USFL, there is there are a dime a dozen.
2: The UFL featuring yes. the two-time state champion, their two-time champion Las Vegas Locomotives. There you go. Come on. Yeah, Most exactly. importantly.
0: So, what what this league is, I think that what you said right there is that this league understands where they kind of stand in relation to the NFL.
2: Yeah, what one hundred percent. And and what I think a lot of what I think this league has that those other leagues didn't have uh, is a little thing called single entity. Yes. And football fans may not be uh, over overly uh, precognizant of what social entity or er, social entity uh, uh, shared entity
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, single entity entails. But soccer fans in this country know very well because it's the basis, it's the business foundation of what Major League Soccer has been built on. And that is essentially that rather than having six, seven, eight, ten individual owners that collectively come together to own part of a league or to form part of a league, Mm -hmm. this entire league, every franchise, every team in this league... Is owned by the league, mm-hmm. and so it is in their best interest for every team to establish itself in its market, and then for individual owner operators or investors uh, to to then put the best product on the field in their market. But but so you don't have so that comes with with other things like like. Um, I mean, we could go really deep down the rabbit hole, but, but there are things like shared revenue yes. and, and shared structures and, mm-hmm. and shared offices. and But there is there is kind of this collective shared success within the league where everybody wants everyone else to be successful. And obviously between the lines come Saturday and Sunday afternoon, you know, when teams start playing, the competitive juices are going to flow and whatnot. That's, that's completely separate from the business side. But from a strictly business perspective um, – every franchise that's in it for the other franchises.
0: Absolutely. And so currently, all eight of the teams in the Alliance of American Football, there's eight franchises that are going to be in this inaugural season. All eight of them are in the San Antonio, greater San Antonio area, holding their training camps. That includes the Salt Lake Stallions, the podcast this will be focused on. So there are hundreds and hundreds of football players in San Antonio right now looking to make these final rosters. The AAF will feature 52-man rosters. The training camp rosters allow teams to have 75 players on the roster and not to cut those down here over the next month. And then the season gets underway the Sunday following, well, the Saturday and the following the Super Bowl. February 9th, things get going. Uh, there will be four games a week, one nationally televised game a week on CBS Sports Network. I believe actually the, the uh, season debut was actually on Big CBS. So this is a pretty hefty TV contract this league has. And I, what you said, Sean, is this single entity, it is a collective whole. They all want to succeed. They want to see this league grow. And this first season is going to be critical to them being successful in this venture, is just making sure that it's a product that fans can glom onto.
2: Yeah, and that fans in particular, that that fans in in several markets haven't been able to to kind of get a hold of. Because you and I both know, Jake, as as football fans in Salt Lake City, that, that there are football fans here. Uh, but they're mostly college football fans, mm-hmm. and they're and the pro football fans or the NFL fans, I guess we should say the NFL fans in Salt Lake have pretty much latched onto teams based on previous college players from the area. You know, maybe you were a fan of Steve Young back in the day, or a fan of yes. Alex Smith, or Eric Weddle, or uh, Taysom Hill nowadays. Whoever it is, um, a, a lot of a lot of football fans in the Salt Lake area have kind of migrated towards individual teams from their former favorite college players this is now a chance for several markets to open up a brand new pro team that 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 local fans can can rally around and and can can kind of attach themselves to i guess there's not really a bandwagon because they haven't played a game yet but but they can go okay well i'm from salt lake city so i'm gonna be a stallions fan or i'm from birmingham so i'm gonna be an iron fan now because Mm -hmm. they don't have another pro football franchise yep you know there's no pro football team in san diego anymore enter the san diego fleet yeah exactly uh and that that's another way that i think this league has maybe a little bit more staying power than than others and in previous iterations is they're opening up new markets and markets that want professional football but haven't necessarily had a way to fully latch on to the nfl experience
0: Exactly, and I've, I've talked to multiple people who have been around and working for the Stallions in particular, and they understand that Salt Lake, and if you're a Salt Lake Stallions fan and you're pro, you're a football fan in this market, you understand kind of the history that Salt Lake has with pro football. There's been a lot of fly-by-night leagues that have come through here. A lot maybe of a indoor se- teams. A lot of indoor teams that have lasted maybe a season or two. Uh, the Utah Blaze, most notably probably the longest tenured. Of course, they were part of the Arena Football League when it was kind of in its heyday. But since then, it's been nothing. And I think they completely understand that Salt Lake has a very um, interesting relationship with pro football, and they want to make sure that this product is going to make Salt Lake proud and attract fans, because there's a lot of Salt Lake fans that are jaded when it comes to pro football, being at least in this market.
2: Yeah, and that's that's where the football side comes from now. They've they've hired now Randy Mueller as general manager, uh, Dennis Erickson as head coach, Mm -hmm. which I think it's a phenomenal hire. I mean, he won two national championships in Miami, so he's yes. obviously pretty decent. We're
0: going to talk about an honor coming up here on the podcast
2: today that he received as part of that. Yeah, and and so these football minds also aren't – they're not necessarily doing all of this just for marketing or just because mm-hmm. they need something to do. And so, yeah, you're going to see there are certain regional drafts that are going to bring in some former local players that played at Utah or played at BYU or played uh-huh. at Utah State, even southern, a couple of southern Utah and we were state guys. Uh, and that sort of thing, but the football minds are bringing in the best talent or what they view as the best talent for this franchise going forward, and that's why you see, for example, four quarterbacks on the roster from uh Liberty, South Florida, Arkansas, and the University of Idaho. yeah, and you know you're not bringing in retreads that were so, so quarterbacks at the U or at BYU mm-hmm. that couldn't quite make it in the league. You're seeing guys like B.J. Daniels, who has a Super Bowl ring, by the way, with the Seattle Seahawks mm-hmm. coming all the way in from USF. You're seeing guys like Josh Woodrum, who was an extra week away from being signed full-time by the Ravens when Joe Flacco was undergoing his back issues. Yep. I mean, you have guys that were right there, like literally right there on the fringe of being on an NFL roster, and for whatever various circumstances, things didn't work out, and so the and so teams like the Stallions are there to swoop them up and take advantage.
0: Exactly. So it's an opportunity for these players to prove that they can play, and yeah, the goal is ultimately for a lot of them to return to the National Football League if they play well enough, and that's and that's the exciting part. And it's like you said, there's a lot of football minds. Dennis Erickson is a longtime pro coach, in addition to his days at Miami as a, as a college coach. Most recently coached at U- the University of Utah, so it was almost just a natural um, hire for them. And there's a lot of big name coaches in this league. The old ball coach, Steve Spurrier, is heading up the
2: Orlando franchise. Well oh, that's, that's one. That's one great hire now, don't you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. But it's going to like be part Canadian, part Southern. I apologize. I'm sorry to the old <laughs> ball coach. I would like to formally apologize for that.
0: But this is this is exciting. Can we that out. We'll we'll, we'll we'll see what we can do. But this. This right now, so the Salt Lake Stallions and everybody else in the Alliance of American Football have already held two practices by by and large, as, at time of recording, the Salt Lake Stanions will probably be in the middle of their th- third practice as a team. They've opened things up, just practicing in helmets and uh, shorts. Essentially, they're gonna put pads on for the first time on Tuesday, uh, January 8th. They've got roughly a month here to get things in shape, make their roster cut downs, and then they've got a they've got their season st- season staring them in the face. So. This is a very compressed schedule that the Alliances have been operating on. But by all accounts, they've actually managed it pretty smoothly. Now they're actually practicing, getting ready to play football. There's going to be some so-called, I guess you'd call them preseason-type scrimmage games that will be taking place in San Antonio between these various clubs. Those will be coming towards the latter half of the month when teams finally have their systems kind of set, etc. But like you said, Sean, having four quarterbacks who have been on the fringes of the nfl and 16 is what i counted earlier today 16 former byu utah or utah state players dot this 75 man roster for the stallions so there's a good local flavor and it's just an opportunity for multiple players to maybe take the next step in their football career or like a guy like bj daniels or josh rudrum maybe make a step back into the nfl at some point
2: yeah, precisely. I mean that—that's what this league is about, and we—we we can go on and on yeah. all day about talking about what this league means and 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 the potential of it and and whatnot. But the reason, Jake, I think, why we're putting together this podcast is as a tribute to the great Bill and De- No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the real reason why we're putting together this podcast, uh, Jake Theodore Logan, uh-huh. or Jake S. Preston Esquire. I don't care either way. Jake Theodore Logan. Um is simply to get people excited that pro football is back in the great state of Utah. So exactly. Let's that, celebrate. Exactly. and Let's we, celebrate with a little George Carlin, in fact, right now. Absolutely. Let's do it. Do you know how to play, Rufus? Well, I play a
0: little. Most outstanding, (laughs) Rufus. All right, so let's let's stop us talking about it because we're not the guys that are in the middle of it. We're going to let you hear from one of the quarterbacks coming up next here. It is BJ Daniels. Like Sean said, he has a Super Bowl ring with the Seattle Seahawks. He spent, I believe, six years in the NFL. Also spent time in the Canadian Football League and also the Your Call Football League, which is actually coached by former Pittsburgh Steelers star and ESPN uh, broadcaster Merrill Hodge. He's got a long career. He's up over 30 now, but he talked to Sean Walker about the reasons why he's joining this league, coming to Salt Lake City and playing for the Stallions. So that's coming up next, right here on the Wild Stallions podcast. <laughs>
2: going to get this over and over again, so you might as well start now. Gotcha. We'll let you know if your answer is up to par. <laughs> okay. um, is this your first time in Utah? Yes, it is. What did you yes, think when is. you flew in, you saw the mountains, the snow, stepped off the plane, felt that cold, that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, it kind of reminded me of Seattle, because I was there for four years, so uh, you know, uh, Snow Kwame is a really popular mountain in, in Seattle, so seeing that mountain and uh, being around that and then coming in and seeing all the different mountains here uh, kind of reminded me of that. Um, you know, the, the snow, the mountains, the it was pretty uh, gloomy yesterday, so uh, very familiar, you know, with that atmosphere. But definitely my first time here in the Utah, period. Get used to that gloomy atmosphere. We call it inversion. Inversion. So, <laughs> yeah.
2: Don't don't go outside too much in it though. It's uh, yeah. It's all just smog. It's just pollution. That's all it is. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So hopefully you guys have an indoor practice facility you can use. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, what? Uh, Beyond the locale obviously and your first time in Utah that kind of thing what attracted you to the stallions and the AAF and 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 just this league in general as a place to kind of re jumpstart your career because after your NFL career um, You did have some CFL offers obviously mm-hmm. signed with Saskatchewan and that right. kind of thing And yeah. but, but what kind of brings you back to this league in particular and, and staying in the US?
1: Well first and foremost, I mean like you just said it's in the US the US so um, you know that's that's very attractive, and you know I'm actually going to have an opportunity for in my family to come out and visit and actually see me play. Um, you know I have two little sisters. Yeah. Um, mom and dad still married, so uh, you know my dad's in sports. My little sister plays college basketball, so you know just how busy their schedules are. My mom's been mom being a nurse. You know they really can't travel as much as they would have liked to to see me play um, throughout my NFL career. So uh, staying in the states is definitely an advantage. Um, you know, and furthermore, like, you know, I really feel like this opportunity is just another opportunity for me to showcase my ability, uh, for me to play. Um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be on different teams and spend, you know, some substantial amount of time in the NFL. But I don't think I've got the opportunity to play as much as I wanted to. So uh, I think this is going to be a great experience for me. It's part of that chance to play also
2: playing quarterback because you did mm-hmm. spend some time multitasking, trying to kind of trying out a move to wide receiver to right. a little bit of running back, I think, mm-hmm. in the NFL, that kind of thing. Right. So are you also looking forward to proving that you can play quarterback?
1: For sure, for sure. I think I got uh, caught up in the league in the sense that, um, you know, being a third, uh, second, or third quarterback, uh, you're more so an emergency guy. Right. So uh, with my athletic ability, I was, uh, you know, the emergency quarterback, but um, and able to be on the active roster and earn game checks, I would play other positions. Um, you know, so it was something I did, you know, at the time. Uh, I, I battled myself every now and then if I really should have done that or not. But, um, you know, this opportunity for me to show that I am a quarterback, you know, show that this is my natural position. I've, you know, played this position all my entire life. So, um, you know, I'm definitely excited for it.
2: You're a guy with so much NFL experience. You were, you know, I, you know, I mean, you were a seventh-round draft pick. So, mm-hmm. obviously, like, you were – Going to stick in the league for a little while, uh, and and uh, <clears throat> you had a nice career in Seattle, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, <laughs> and Good then a- right, she yeah. keeps rubbing the Patriots.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. Right? We want to talk to others about that. Uh, but do you feel like that 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 bulk of NFL experience can kind of help you with this league, mm-hmm. which? I mean, let's be honest, a lot of the guys are going to be kind of those up-and-coming training camp guys trying to work their way back into, like, trying to work their way to, like, a practice squad at the NFL level. So you do you feel like all that NFL experience will benefit you
1: in okay. terms of leadership and, yeah. and whatnot with the Stallions? Most definitely. Um, you know, you know, having the opportunity to be on different teams uh, or playing, you know, for, for six to seven years, you know, when, I, when I'm able to talk to some of the guys that may be younger than me, and that are just coming in and just leaving college maybe within a year or two out. Um, You know, if I'm able to talk to the running backs and say, hey, you know, when I was in Seattle, Marshawn Lynch did this. You know, if I was in New York and Odell did this. You know, if I'm able to, you know, mention those guys and take what I've gotten from each one of those players and try to pass that advice to the guys on this team, I really think that will make us competitive. Um, I think that will make practice, you know, even more better and fun. You know, it's just just you know being around different environments, especially going to being blessed enough to be go to the Super Bowl. You know, three times I'm able to see, you know, how those things, how that operates, how the, you know, what that preparation of practice looks like for that week for the biggest game. You know, the of the season. You know, so having that opportunity, that experience. You know, I'm just, I just, I've soaked it all in. I'm really just, you know, excited to share it. You know, because more so than. You know, just the team, which is a very important dynamic, I think it'll help each individual uh, become better, which in turn, in a full circle, will help the team. Sure. So. <clears throat> um, and that chance that you got to be up there several years with the Seahawks, you got to mm-hmm. obviously uh, be in the locker room, in the quarterback room with mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. Right. What uh, What did you learn from that time, being able to, to be around you? Yeah, I learned a lot from Russell. Um, Russell's very mild-mannered. He's Uh, You know, as a person and a human being, um, the way he treats people, the type of person he is off the field is is very respectful, and I think a lot of people admire that. Uh, One thing that I've definitely picked up from his preparation, uh, the way he prepares every week, each week is a championship game to him. Um, And that's something that, you know, that quarterback room that we shared, um, Chavaris Jackson was a veteran on that team as well, and I learned a lot from him and the stuff he told me was stuff he learned from Brett Favre. So, you know, just – the dynamic of just having those two guys in the same room, and I was a young guy trying to soak up as much information as possible, um, has tremendously helped me, you know, throughout my career. Um, you know, so just preparation, uh, study habits, uh, leadership, uh, being accountable, uh, and not not being the guy that just that yells at everybody all the time. Um, you know, some some sometimes that it calls for that, but more so than anything, you have to set set the example. So. Uh, everyone's watching what you do and how you operate and how you move and, um, you know, how serious you take your job because this is our our job and our profession. So um, definitely admire that from those two gentlemen, especially Russell, and um, (laughs) those are things that I've I've taken with me. Um, I wanted to ask you, too, Obviously, this league will be a little bit different, maybe a little bit of an adjustment, uh, you know, because you're kind of used to that. You play from September through January or if you're in the end, you know, go to play yeah. you play through February. Long season. A little, <laughs> little bit of adjustment here because you're going to start in February and go to yeah. April. Uh, you know, is it kind of exciting to be able to fill in kind of that off-season spot with, with actual games? Yeah, it is. It is. And I also think, you know, you have to start fast, you know. Um, you know, you really have to, you know, start early. And, Go ahead. And, no, uh, me more. What's up, coach? coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you just have to start fast and, and just make sure that each game is very important to you. Um, each game matters. Um, and, um, you know, I guess, you know, with a shorter season, uh, you have the opportunity to – in the off season, excuse me, um, you have opportunity for everyone to watch you. Uh, you know, I love basketball. It's one of my favorite sports, but I don't watch it until the finals. <laughs> you know, so you know that's when things really get heated up and exciting. So you know, the fact that we're filling that slot, uh, I think, will be big for the Lions.
2: League wide, and and there is still, I mean, obviously, they haven't played a game yet, so I think it's, I think it's okay to call this league a startup league. It is still a very a startup league, right. brand new, uh, first year franchise, first year league. What do you think is? Uh, kind of a, a, a good goal for this team and this league. Mm. Um, and we don't even necessarily need to talk about on the field necessarily, but, but, mm. j- but just in terms of establishing itself and, and, and making it more attractive moving forward for players, kind of like you trying to get back into the league, players right. kind of like Josh trying to, to come up into the league, right. um, uh, other players who maybe didn't get their chance mm. to work out with an mm. NFL team, that kind of thing. What do you think is kind of a, a goal in terms of that positioning? Um, I guess oh, that just to be sense. That's a bad question
1: Yeah No I, I, I'll figure it out <laughs> I'll work it uh, No but A prime example Is Josh Johnson For example You know He was just at the NFL, At the draft um, The AAF draft And he just got Picked up by the Redskins So that, I think that Attracts a lot of attention uh, From people You know In the country Knowing that You know He's still playing football He's still available He's still You know He just did the combine Like I did um, You know And he's a guy That's still trying to Fight back and get to the league And he's Obviously, I mean, I think he just said history. He's the first player from the Alliance to go from here to the NFL. So um, if you look at it that way, uh, you know, it really creates a lot of opportunities for guys. I've got guys that's calling my phone from the CFL, from free agencies to just friends, like, hey, how can I get in? What can I do? Do you know anybody? Can you talk to anybody? And, you know, I'm not I'm not the owner, so there's nothing I can really do. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of excitement around it, um, you know, for sure. And I think it'll be – Uh, I think the the main thing for this season, um, for the entire league, is just to be consistent, play good, consistent football, Um, you know, because I think that's what fans want to see. You know, so if if I think if that can happen and it's competitive, um, it'll be pretty cool.
2: You use that word excitement, and I've heard that a lot from people like Elizabeth and Mm. and people like Coach Erickson. Right. They keep using exciting for this league. but. It sounds like the players also see this as an exciting chance. sure,
1: yeah, most is definitely. Right? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> I am I'm mean, it, it'll be pretty cool for me to be able to, you know, have the opportunity to run out of the tunnel and be, you know, be the quarterback of, the, of, a, of a, you know, professional football team, um, you know, with guys that are professionals, that play it on a professional level. Um, this is a brand-new environment, a brand-new city, so, you know, everything's new to me, and, you know, I'm just – Like I said, excited and looking forward for the opportunity.
2: That was former South Florida and Big East football legend. That's right, I said it. Legend.
0: Rest in peace, Big East football.
2: Rest in peace, Big East football. Uh, And Super Bowl champion, B.J. Daniels, formerly of the Seattle Seahawks, uh, formerly of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, now currently of the Salt Lake Stallions. Uh, Big thanks, big shout-out to B.J. For sitting down with us for a couple minutes to talk about the league and talk about his journey, his journey really to Salt Lake City. I mean, this is this is a guy who had uh, had never been to the great state of Utah. Mm-hmm. You know, native of Tallahassee, grew up in South Florida. Uh, his first time seeing snow was literally the the day after he stepped foot off of the flight okay. at Salt Lake International right. Airport. Um, and uh, I bet he is uh, loving loving in air quotes. Mm-hmm. uh, the winter wonderland that is Salt lake City, but welcome to b j welcome to the rest of the stallions those who haven't been here uh in Utah I'm sure they'll adapt quickly and uh and uh will we'll grow to love the cold weather that they'll be playing in for most of the stallions inaugural season
0: well yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be an advantage for salt lake so they are the northernmost franchise in this league a lot of sunbelt uh franchises, but they put one here in Salt Lake. I know the fans here are going to embrace the kind of the, I guess you could say it's, the, it's almost the Green Bay of the Alliance of American Football, the frozen tundra, so to say, here in Salt Lake, because in February here in Salt Lake, it, there's going to be snow on the ground. I can almost guarantee that, but embrace it. But, yeah, yeah yeah
2: that that home opener in February there's probably a pretty good chance of snow. We'll have to check in with some of our meteorologist friends yeah. to to make sure on that, but there you can almost guarantee there will be some wintry weather mm-hmm. through at least the first half of this inaugural season, and I think oh, you're right on. it's
0: you touched on this ga- this league goes through April
2: that's true maybe even through the second half of the season I've seen maybe.
0: it I, I've legitimately seen it snow in June in Utah.
2: I once got caught in a July snowstorm So when I was in college in Utah. We so. can't guarantee <laughs> yeah, anything,
0: true. I guess, when it comes to spring weather in Utah. But it's exciting to have this league here, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But we'll uh, step aside here. We'll come back with our final segment on the show. You need to talk about a big honor that was announced today for Salt Lake Stallions head coach Dennis Erickson. something that surprised me that he hadn't already been honored with in almost 50 years of coaching. But we'll get to that next right here on Wild Stallions. Welcome back to wild stallions. I'm Jay Katz. He is Sean Walker sitting across from me here. Thanks again for joining us. This is the debut edition of this podcast. We're excited to have this coming to you. We'll have it weekly, uh, Right now, we're talking about the training camp for the Stallions. We'll have all the roster news covered for you, but once the games start, we'll also have coverage of that for you as well. The Stallions will play their home games at Rice-Eccles Stadium on the campus of the University of Utah. Season tickets can be had for as little as $75. You can go to saltlakesstallions.com, get your tickets there. Should be a fun inaugural season. And if the weather in February is like it is today, snowing outside, hey, Salt Lake is going to have one decided advantage, and that's the weather on their side.
2: Yeah, bring a jacket to Rice Eccles. Yeah, absolutely. Bring a, bring a jacket and or a space heater.
0: Not, not a bad idea. All right, Sean, as we finish out today, I want to talk about a big honor being given to Salt Lake Stallions head coach Dennis Erickson. Of course, he's got a lengthy, lengthy career at the high school, the collegiate, and the pro level. Nearly 50 years and today, it was announced that he is being enshrined in the College Football Hall of Fame, most notably for his time at Miami, the University of Miami in Florida, where he won two national titles with the Miami Hurricanes. Of course, he also ended up coaching at Arizona State, also made some assistant stops elsewhere, most recently at the University of Utah and Kyle Whittingham's staff. But this is a great, great honor and something that's long overdue, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, and... and- an honor that I'm, I'm shocked, quite frankly, that it took this long for a guy with the credentials of Dennis Erickson to make it into the College Football Hall of Fame. I mean, 63 and nine in six years at Miami, two national. Who does titles. he think he is? Urban Meyer at Ohio State? I pretty close. <laughs> I mean, he's got a career record of a uh, six uh, six forty four winning percentage in 19 years as a head coach in college football. Uh, that's only brought down because of a couple of fairly middling years um at stops like uh, <coughs> well hey noted noted phoenix native here on the podcast i'm not bitter he said not he was pac
0: 12 coach of the year at three different schools washington state oregon state and arizona state that's true that
2: is true and and i i joke but as a as a legacy sun devil um arizona state was in a much better place with erickson than uh than before he got there, so okay. to be fair, hey. to be fair, um, but yeah, I mean he's got he's got two national titles. He had uh, nine seasons where he finished, where his teams finished ranked in the AP top twenty-five. Two of them at number one. Another uh, three seasons, four seasons, excuse me, in the in the uh, top six, mm-hmm. in the the top twenty-five there. So I mean his his credentials really they speak for themselves. Five bowl wins, a four seventeen bowl record, which is postseason games where you really don't know what you're going to get yep. with a lot of your teams uh, just ask current ASU head coach Herm Edwards yes no comment uh, but, but yeah like like you alluded and like, like I mentioned Jake I really am I'm frankly Surprised and even shocked in a lot of ways that Dennis Erickson hadn't made into the Hall of Fame before this season. This is a very well-deserved honor for him, and and one that I think the Stallions can really use as they kind of look to build momentum, marketing-wise and public perception-wise in their first season. Absolutely,
0: you can build on that. And he wasn't alone, of course. Uh, Troy Polamalu, the former USC standout, of course, went on to a I think a Pro Football Hall of Fame career the, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's actually now the Alliance of American Football's head of player. Relations is also named as a College Football Hall of Fame inshrinee in the 2019 class. So this is an exciting time, but here locally for Dennis Erickson, yes, it is something you can build on as a franchise. Their social media has been ablaze today talking about it, and it's it's an exciting, exciting honor for him. And I, I, I do wonder if his extended time in the collegiate ranks. Of course, he only retired from the University of Utah, I believe two seasons ago or is it three seasons ago regardless i wonder if that affected his finally being eligible for the hall of fame i don't think it should have been i think he should have been enshrined many many years ago he's actually funny enough you've had jimmy johnson howard schnellenberg you think that whole run that miami had through the 80s and early 90s there sean even up to the 2000s one coach has multiple national titles with the hurricanes and it's dennis
2: erickson yeah that's true um, so once again, congratulations to Coach Erickson. We should get him on the podcast.
0: Oh, yeah. No, and that's one thing we're going to feature on this podcast is we we have a pretty good relationship with the staff at the Salt Lake Stallions. They said, hey, if you guys want people on this podcast, we're happy to work with you on, in terms of getting interviews. We will have Dennis Erickson on. We'll have other coaches, players. This is going to be an exciting time. With the team in San Antonio, we're going to have to work a little bit with their schedules, of course, with their practices and everything, with them being a whole time zone ahead of us. But we will have featured interviews each week here on the podcast, let you hear from these players and coaches, and give them the opportunity to kind of sell this league and this team to our listeners on this podcast. So I think it's a very exciting time. We're excited to be doing this podcast. And I I frankly can't wait to see what happens with the Alliance this year.
2: Yeah, February 9th can't come soon enough.
0: Yeah, and of course uh, Salt Lake Stallions will open up a day later, February 10th. It'll be a Sunday at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. They'll be facing their rivals
2: to the south, the Arizona
0: Hotshots. Hotshots. Hot Shots. Can we create a rivalry just right off the get-go
2: with sure. the Hot Shots? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. I guess we could call it a flaming rivalry. A flaming?
0: Oh, well, look at you go. Uh, yeah, well done.
2: Hot Shots. Firefighters. Uh,
0: uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, no, that actually would be a good one. Well, I, guess, I guess
2: the Hot Shots will try to tame the Stallions. Ah, there we go, and they're being the stallions th- might try to extinguish the Hot Shots.
0: There you go. Let's look at you go. I've sh- just shut up and let you let you do this. Rick Neuheisel, of course, the head coach All the puns. of the hot All Shots. All the puns. There's some great coaching in this in the Alliance of American Football, and we're excited to cover cover it for you here. Always feel free to reach out. Of course, our Twitter feed is at Wild Underscore Stallions. Interesting spelling, though. I wasn't able to get the actual wild stallions with the, with the Ys like oh, Bill and Ted so did because somebody else stole it. So, so it is wild, W-I-L-D, with an underscore, and then stallions, S-T-A-L-L-Y-N-S. The only way stallions should be spelled. Exactly. So this is a blast. We're going to have a good time with this podcast, and we'll let Abe Lincoln send us out today. Have a great day. <clears throat> Excellent to each other,
2: and party on, dudes!